0: Glad you're with us. This is the Retirement Education Hour. Megan Mozak back in the studio with financial instructors, Kirk Cassidy and Michael Mazarin. Kirk and Michael, they're with the Retirement Education Foundation, and we're going to be telling you about the foundation's efforts to make sure you're educated about retirement planning. Again, retiring in the 21st century, it does not happen on a wing and a prayer. You need a plan, and it starts with making sure you're educated. So we're going to talk about that coming up. And we have a great show lined up for you today. I want you to know that you're welcome to listen to this program wherever you find your favorite podcast. That's right. You can download this very episode or go back in our library. Find a topic that's interesting to you and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. So Kirk, Michael, I'm really excited to dive into this content with you today. This is an interesting angle. We're talking about questions, but we're talking about the questions that your current advisor should be asking you. And uh, you know, I've not really thought about this before, but there are some things that are really important to be brought to the surface by the advisor. What do you wanna dig into on this topic?
1: Well, I think our goal today a little bit different. Again, remember, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're the Retirement Education Foundation. We're a charitable program specifically designed for people to have essentially a better retirement through education, right? And so our courses are taught around more advanced, sort of master's level type of an approach to retirement, where we get into more uh, specific tax code, strategies, how do I maximize income Um, How do I protect my surviving spouse? Those types of things. So one of the things we were talking about was we need to draw a distinction between the two different types of advisors that exist today. And then how do I know, am I actually interviewing or working with an appropriate advisor for this phase of my life? So what specific questions, we came up with this, what specific questions should your advisors be asking you? And if they're not asking you these questions or if they're asking you other questions that we share, it will tip you off to know whether or not they really do advanced planning. If they are really focused on retirement or are they focused on accumulating wealth, do they really have the ability to provide you the maximum income In retirement, paying the least amount of taxes in retirement, giving you the greatest amount of freedom. Because there are specific questions, Michael, specific questions that are dead giveaways that'll tell you what type of advisor they are and whether or not they are qualified to provide these types, or not qualified, because there are many that are qualified. Are they actually providing these types of advanced planning strategies for retirees?
2: Yeah. And like you said, so there are typically about you know two major categories here. And it's really depending on what phase of life you're in. So if someone's in the accumulation phase, they're still building their wealth. They're in their 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe early 50s. That's a very, very different service being provided than someone who's doing retirement planning for someone who's in their mid to late 50s through retirement, which is the decumulation phase. You are now spending down your wealth, not building your wealth anymore. Michael, I think... So great description. I think that most people,
1: and that's part of the reasons why we do these eight hour courses, right? And this is why we do this radio show is I think most people think that there is no different strategies that need to be deployed in retirement. They still think it's about their investments. They think it's about the performance of their investments. That's going to drive their success in retirement that falls so, so far down on the list. And when we do these radio shows, People need to listen to them multiple times before they actually start believing us when we tell you that what you invest in isn't going to drive your success in retirement. It is a different phase. It's about managing specific types of risks through proper income planning. And so if this is confusing you, that is why you need to attend these eight-hour courses. Now, throughout the show today, we're gonna give you some specific questions your advisor should be asking you to know if they are or are not properly providing the type of services you need at this point of your life. I would tell you, if you really want to understand all the levers that drive retirement, you need to attend one of our master's level course, eight hour courses that are taught at just about all the major universities in your areas. To attend those courses, all you have to do is make a $29 donation to charity. And if you'd like to register, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
2: You know, a lot of times we compare this to sort of the medical field in terms of when people are going to see a doctor, they have all the questions they have lined up that they want to ask their doctor, but they're not quite sure what their doctor should be asking them. And without, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And so when people think, well, you know, I I think I'm with the right person, but they might not be asking you critical questions that could be changing how you tackle retirement. I think the medical analogy
1: is, is, is. Is great for a lot of the things we talk about because not only are there specific questions that you're going to want the right doctor to provide that type of um, procedure, right? If you're having a particular procedure, there's specific questions that you're going to want asked to know whether they're, they're up on the latest types of procedures that's going to give you the best outcomes. Similarly... There are also different phases throughout your life in which you go see different types of doctors, right? Michael, for example, when we're young, we go to a pediatrician. As we get a little older, we go to a general practitioner or family practitioner. Then we end up going to an internist and then we go to specialists depending on our issues. In other words, you don't go to a general surgeon to have knee surgery or back surgery, right? So, same thing applies in the financial service world. Or the, it should apply in it's, the financial well, service world. <laughs> Michael, I, that's all, It's exactly right. Everyone wants to pretend that they do every service and help everyone. That's the most challenging part for a lot of our listeners who currently have advisors. They've had them for 20, 30 years. They have... S- significant trust a relationship maybe they were your parents advisors or they've helped you through the loss of your spouse or a, 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 a divorce there's trust there's a relationship and That's not what this should be about. It it can't be just about a relationship anymore because those advisors that have been helping you for many years to accumulate your wealth are not, I'll repeat, they are not the advisors that should be helping you transition into retirement through retirement. This requires very different strategies, very different approaches. And Michael, I I know I'm running out of time, so you're not going to be able to jump in here, but... People, if the financial service industry hates us talking about this, but there is absolutely no way you can provide all services to everyone or in our private practices, we would have done that, right? So this is why you need to understand what you don't know and what you need to know to find the right team to help you. And that's what we teach in an eight hour course taught in two evenings or one full Saturday. If you'd like to attend, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
0: We're back with much more with Kirk and Michael. Stay with us. You're listening to the Retirement Education Hour.
1: Thanks for listening to the Retirement Education Hour. Be sure to follow or subscribe when listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now back to the show.
0: And we're glad you're with us on the program. Terrific topic today. Do you know the questions that your advisor should be asking you? You may not have considered this, but boy, is it important to make sure you're working with the right advisor for a successful retirement. And speaking of a successful retirement, that's what we aim to do here on the show, on the Retirement Education Hour. And it's also what our financial instructors here in studio, Kirk Cassidy, Michael Mazarin, that's what they aim to do with the Retirement Education Foundation, the foundation They host courses that are designed to help you be educated around these huge topics that really hinge on the success or failure of your retirement. We want you at these courses, and it's easy to get registered. I'm going to give you the website now. Check it out, retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org. And while you're there, you're going to find locations and dates of these courses. Find one that works best for you if you're in Michigan today. These courses are taught at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, both of those campuses, Novi and Troy, or Oakland University. And if you're in Missouri today, keep in mind that these are taught at the University of Missouri and Columbia College. By the way, the Retirement Education Foundation is a proud partner of Mizzou Athletics. Let's get back to this topic at hand. Kirk and Michael, what's the first question we should be hearing from our advisor?
1: Well, it really should start, I believe, Michael might have a difference of opinion, I'm curious, but I believe it starts with how much income do you need in retirement? No, I'm sorry, how much income do you want in retirement? How much income do you want to have in retirement? Because everything, If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement or in retirement because they haven't done it properly yet, They should, the first question anyone should be asking you shouldn't be about your risk tolerance. It shouldn't be about your investments. It shouldn't be about, it should be specifically how much income do you want, want, not need, want. How much do you want in retirement? Notice, Michael, consistently, the question will be, so there's a, there's a subtlety to this, because I know this question is asked a lot, and people think, well, yeah, my advisors asked me this. No, they didn't. I promised you they didn't ask it this way. They asked you, how much money do you need, not how much money do you want? Behind the truth of why they asked that question that way is because the less money you spend, the more money the financial advisors and services makes. The less of the money you spend of your own, the more they make. So they're never going to give you more than you need. So that's why the question ought to be, if they're really there to provide you the best possible retirement for you, should start with how much money do you want.
2: The second reason there is why they phrase it that way is is – Number one, to your point, the more you spend, the less they make. So they're not going to incentivize you to do that. But the second reason is the less you spend, the easier it is for them. If they can scare someone into spending two or three or four percent of their portfolio per year, that's a really, really easy thing to structure as opposed to building an actual plan that can generate generate six, seven, eight percent income per year, which is much more difficult to structure because it has to be really, really well done. Now I would zoom out a little bit on your on your question, Kirk, because because for some people, income is the primary driver, but not for everyone. For some people, it's retirement dates or legacy. So I would zoom the, zoom the question out a little bit to say, what do you want in general in terms of income, retirement dates, and legacy? Because for some people, their primary driver is I want to retire earlier, even if that means I, I have to spend a little bit less. Or for some people, I want to work a bit longer because leaving a legacy to my to my kids or family or whoever it is, is important. But to your point the question should be what do you want to happen that should be the first question to start the whole process not about risk tolerance not about the hot investments recently what do you want and then from there you can start to tackle okay where are we at currently what do we want to happen down the road and how do we get there most efficiently
1: so it's funny michael I'm going to tease you a little bit because the show is what questions should they be asking you and you just knocked out 3 of them <laughs> you just knocked out 3 of the questions so 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 Michael's right. I mean, he's he's 100. When you zoom out, those are three of the most important questions because those three questions Michael just mentioned, how, when do you want to retire? How much income do you want in retirement? And is legacy important to you? And we're going to drill down on the legacy question because, holy cow, legacy – is so subjective and what how to define it and why you feel that way needs to be discovered. We're going to talk about that, Michael, as we go along. I don't want to kill that in this segment, too. I want to save that for another segment, the whole legacy question. But those three questions will drive every decision from this point right now going forward. How much risk I take in my portfolio, what investments, how many different buckets, short-term I need income, It tax questions, how I should be saving money. There's only so many levers you can pull for retirement to drive an earlier retirement versus more income versus more legacy. And if we don't start with those three questions, you are clearly with the wrong person. But, but I'm confident that most advisors are asking those three questions. They're just asking it differently. So I think that the nuance here, Michael, is making sure – that you recognize how they ask the question. Is legacy important to you? And then leaving it open-ended when you say yes. That isn't good enough. When do you want to retire? As soon as possible. That is not enough. That
2: is a red flag to me. Well, and you know, the word want versus the word need. People are just conditioned to think about what do I need? What's the bare minimum that I need to get by? And so, for the income question, people say, "Well, you know, I I think I need at least you know eighty 000. I'm picking a number out of the hat. They, maybe they want one hundred and twenty, but they know they they need eighty thousand to get by. Well, okay, then then the whole discussion is now around eighty thousand, not one twenty. Michael, that's not they, how
1: this should work. No, it's not. But they've been everyone's been conditioned. I mean, like the financial service industry has conditioned people for years to be afraid as you get older. You know, you got to protect your principal. No, you don't. There's no reason you have to protect your principal. If you have a specialist in retirement that's actually doing planning, that's what we teach in the class to know if you have that so you can have greater freedom to spend that six, seven, eight percent withdrawal rates. So, no, you don't need to be afraid of, of and need to protect your principal. No, you don't have to just keep working because uh, you're close, but we're not sure and no one will actually map it out for you. No. No, we don't have to not spend our money because legacy is important to you it's not specific enough and intentionally the the financial service because the more specific they are, the more work it takes. And the more work an advisor really has to do in building a plan, managing your investments are easy, by the way. No one has a secret sauce to that. It is super simple. That is the easiest part of everyone in the financial service industry's job for all of you is managing investments. And that's that's all that most people do. So you got to attend one of our eight-hour courses. You just have to. Before like now, what are you waiting for? They're like master's level advanced courses on exactly what you need to know to be able to have more income, retire earlier and pay less taxes. All you have to do is make a $29 donation to the charity. That's it. If you'd like to register, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
0: And we'll be back with Kirk and Michael straight ahead.
1: listening from outside michigan or missouri we stream courses live from the university so you can attend anywhere in the country go to retirementplanningedu.org that's retirementplanningedu.org to sign up and now back to the show
0: It's always a pleasure to be in the studio with financial instructors Kirk Cassidy and Michael Mazarin. They're with the Retirement Education Foundation. We've been telling you about the foundation's courses. These are really master's level-like courses on retirement planning, and they are held at local colleges and universities, uh, major institutes of higher learning, and we want you to attend. In fact, we want you there in the front row. You can register online. Here's the website. It is retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanning.edu. Dot O-R-G. If you're listening today in the state of Michigan, well, welcome. We're glad you're here. You can attend at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, Novi or Troy Campus, and Oakland University. And of course, in the great state of Missouri, you're welcome to attend these courses at the University of Missouri or Columbia College, the Retirement Education Foundation is a proud partner of Mizzou Athletics. And we wanna remind you that this very program and many others like it in our library, you can download it. Listen again, share it with a friend, a spouse. Find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We do have a great program here for you. I want to be sure that you have the phone number. Keep it handy. Again, this is a great way to register for these courses as well. It's 800-240-8981. And that website, again, get registered right now, Retirement Planning, Edu. .org. Okay, back with Kirk and Michael. We're talking today about questions you should be hearing your advisor ask you. And I know there's another one there on your list. Kirk and Michael, what is it? So,
1: okay, there's so much nuance to this. And, and I, I just, again, I want to mention the class and the charity that is teaching the courses. See, we have an advantage when we teach our eight-hour courses at all the universities. Remember, we're, we're, a, we're a national charity. Our intention and purpose is to provide advanced retirement planning education strategies for those of you typically who have between seven hundred thousand and ten million dollars this area this this segment of retirees are ignored ignored when I say ignored isn't giving good advanced advice like what the ultra wealthy has access to. You are getting lumped into the average baby boomer because that's the default for the whole financial service industry. The average baby boomer is only going to retire with $200,000 saved. So all these questions that they ask you is you questions based upon defaults that the industry has been using for years based upon the averages. And you're not an average. You're not close to average. You have significantly more than the average. So one of the questions that I think is so loosely asked, well, back up. Before I even give you the question, the advantage of, of being a charity when we teach these classes is we're not there to try to build a relationship with the people we're teaching. Right? These are eight hours of advanced education. And we're not there trying to build a relationship. So therefore we can confront the misinformation, the overconfidence that is always in the room. Cause we know who attends our courses, the do it yourselfers, the highly educated, those people who have had some financial success, they are way overconfident. They have zero clue. You have, you have zero clue on what's going to drive success in retirement. And so we can confront you and one of the confrontational areas that we have to challenge you is around behavior, the psychology of retirement, your relationship with money as you retire. And you have been so conditioned by the financial service industry to be afraid of everything. A default for many of you is because the default, because you are afraid of outliving your money is I want to live, leave a legacy and I'm telling you guys, we, and an advisor needs to challenge you when you say legacy is important. Okay, define important. Are you talking about legacy, your surviving spouse? Well, then, okay, there's no debating that. But legacy for the children, okay, define it. Put it in dollars. How much do you want at the end? specific dollars. Why do you feel that way? Are you afraid of outliving your money? And they should be probing you with questions to better understand why you are behaving and have your relation the type of relationship you have with your money to come up with the answers you're coming up with, Michael. I know I didn't do a great job at that. We don't have the psychologist Paul here to to break this down, but help me
2: here. So we see this all of the time in the class when people tell us, yeah, legacy is important to me. I want to leave a legacy to the kids. We ask them, okay, so that means you want, there's a specific targeting number that you're shooting for to leave to your kids once you're gone. And they say, well, you know, it's less about leaving the kids something. It's more about if I need it, there is a big lump sum safety net for me at the end of my life. If I need long-term care, if I live until I'm 90s or 100, I'll never run out of money. And, And as long as I don't run out and and I, if I do, if I don't need the long-term care, if I do pass in my 70s or, or my 80s, if I leave a big lump sum to the kids, then good for them. Okay, that doesn't. Those are two different. Those things. are two wildly different things. That doesn't mean you have a big legacy goal. That means you have a goal to not run out of money. You have a fear. You have an anxiety. Those are two very, very different things. And so what people typically do is they just take a big lump sum of cash, put it at the very end of their plan. They don't spend it. They they never dip into it, and. They end up leaving to the kids, which good for the kids. The kids are happy. But that lump sum of cash sitting at the end of your plan going to the kids is wildly inefficient. You had to work longer. You spent less. Michael, you didn't enjoy your retirement Michael, all because of the fear. I got I to gotta explain. That is a win for your advisors in the financial
1: service industry because, again, the less you spend, the more they make. The more you leave, the more they're making because they're managing it. There is no incentive for them to drill down to better understand why you have this legacy goal and what is the legacy goal. Because I will tell you in our classes, and we've taught tens of thousands of people over a decade in all these major universities in all these areas, right? I'm telling you, Michael— Eight out of 10 people that say, I want to leave a legacy, don't care about legacy. They care about outliving their money. It's the same discussion. I'll prove it to you. Everyone listen to me right now. I'll prove it to you. Here is the numbers, the data from the government. The U.S. government tells us that when you all die, everyone I'm talking to listening on the radio right now, when you die, you will leave 80% of what you retired with, meaning If you retired with $2 million, there is still $1.6 million left when you die. And I know that for many of you, that isn't your goal. Your goal is not to outlive your money. And so if you want to learn how to identify the right teams to help you, allow you to spend down your principal in a controlled fashion, but never outlive it you need to attend one of our eight-hour courses that are taught over two evenings or one full Saturday at all the major universities and colleges in your areas, just about all of them. Literally, we're, we're, we're growing so fast in different universities and colleges. So all you have to do is make a $29 donation to the charity. If you'd like to register, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
0: Back after this with Kirk and Michael.
1: Classes are forming now. Go to retirementplanningedu.org to register. Again, that's retirementplanningedu.org. Use the promo code PODCAST to receive 50% off your tuition. And now, back to the show.
0: We're so glad you've tuned in to the Retirement Education Hour. Terrific program for you today. Do you know the questions that you should be hearing your advisor ask you? In order to have a successful retirement, I didn't know. And if you don't know, well, you're in the right place. Kirk and Michael, they're here with me. Kirk Cassidy, Michael Mazarin, they're both financial instructors with the Retirement Education Foundation. And they're outlining this for you. So I hope you're taking notes. I know I am. We're writing down today the questions that your advisor should be asking you and if they're not, could be a red flag. We want you to have a successful retirement. That's what this program is about. It's also what the aim of the Retirement Education Foundation is. They want to educate you so that you're fully in the know, so you can be prepared and have a great and successful retirement. It all starts with that education. And speaking of which, these courses that are sponsored and hosted by the foundation, they're held at major colleges and universities in the state of Michigan and the state of Missouri. So wherever you're listening today, we've got a great convenient location for you in Michigan. You can attend at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi campus or Troy campus, or Oakland University, and in Missouri, be sure to attend at the University of Missouri or Columbia College. Keep in mind that the Retirement Education Foundation is a proud partner of Mizzou Athletics, and I want to send you to the website to get registered right now. Go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org. Or call to get registered at 800-240-8981. And again, we want you right there in the front row. You can meet financial instructors like Kirk and Michael while you're there. These are really almost like a master's level course in retirement planning. And this program, and we're glad you've tuned into it, you can re-listen. You can share it with a friend. Be sure to find it and download it wherever you find your favorite podcast. While you're there and you search for the name of our show, Retirement Education Hour, be sure to hit subscribe. Kirk and Michael, we've been talking about questions that our advisor should be asking us. And one of those questions is, when would you like to retire? Why is this one important?
1: Well, I, I, I appreciate the way you asked, when do you like Or want to retire? So I'm going to put a a quick pause on that question because that's an important question. We're going to come back to it in in just about 30 seconds. I just want to wrap up our discussion around legacy because, we look, there are some of you that really do want to leave generational wealth or a legacy for, for the next generation. And that's great. There are so many strategies we t- talk about in the class and we teach in the class how to best accomplish that without compromising your lifestyle, your income, and to guarantee it. In fact, we we, we talk about ways to almost give you a permission slip to, that allows you to spend more freely and assure yourself that there's a legacy left at the end. But the Key is to understand why you want to leave a legacy. Is it really that, or is it anxiety and fear about living your money? And two, what is the number? Identify the number. Okay, so this brings us to retirement. And Michael. This one drives me crazy because you go talk to every advisor and they're going to say, if you ask them, can I retire? They're going to say, well, you you look pretty good. And they'll run a Monte Carlo simulation. They'll give you a dial and they say, you've got an 80% chance, a 70% chance, 85% chance of not outliving your money. If you only take your three and a half percent withdrawal rates or 4% withdrawal rates, first of all, that's all BS. Anyone that says that to you, you can retire now. If they say to you, you have an 80% success rate if you only take out 3.5%, 4%, because they aren't doing real planning. That is a red flag. They're not doing real planning. I'm telling you in the class, we will teach you how in your early to mid-60s to take 6 7 8%, sometimes 9% withdrawal rates. Please hear us when we say this. Most of you are working longer than you need to. You can retire a lot sooner because you could take out a lot greater percentage withdrawal rates on an annual basis if someone is doing comprehensive income planning, which we'll talk about later maybe about what that looks like. But that's the key. And I know Michael's going to want to say this. It's not based upon growth rates that allows us to show, teach you how to do take 6789% withdrawal rates it's not the growth rates of the investments it's the management of the income during market volatility and having the right accounts already set up to do that come to the class and you will understand we show examples michael where you can retire take out 6789% withdrawal rates and the portfolio will only average 3 to 4% over their lifetime. Call it 3% over their lifetime. And they'll never outlive their income, ever outlive their income, and bulletproof it with long-term care protections and safety nets. If you don't believe what I'm saying, just go to the charity's website and watch the webinar on a sample retirement plan. This is what we'll teach you in the
2: class. So part of that plan you'll see is they, in that sample plan, they retired roughly when that plan started. When, when that sample person came to our private pr- practice initially, they were planning on working until 70. They ended up retiring at 65 because the plan showed them how. But back to deciding when you, someone wants to retire, this is a really psychological question. Retiring, first and foremost, only 40% of people get to pick when they retire. 60%, 60% of people either get laid off, there's a health event, there's a family event that requires them to leave their job. So only 40% of people get to pick when they retire. Secondly, choosing to walk away is really difficult. That is all you've known for 20, 30, 40 years is that job. It's your identity. It's your measure for your personal success. And the concept of, okay, I have the stable job. I'm at the top of my earnings career. I'm, doing, I'm crushing it with the company. And I'm getting paid a paycheck, so I don't care if the stock market's up or down this year. The concept of turning that off and willingly walking away to living on what you've saved for the rest of your life is terrifying. Michael, I got to interrupt because here's
1: the deal. So the question, if, if the advisors you're interviewing or working with are not trying to convince you to retire— And coaching you to retire. Coaching you to retire. Coaching you to spend more. They know the behavior that everyone's afraid to retire and give it up. They know it. And the longer you work, the more money they make. The less money you spend, the more they make. The more money you save, the more money they make. They are not incentivized to push you to retire. That is the purpose of our class, Michael. We teach people. We push you. We prove it to you. We force you. The key is you gotta find the right team and we will help and teach you how to identify and find that right team. But the goal of the class, we push you to prove to you, you can retire earlier than all of you will retire. In many cases, five to eight years earlier, spend a lot more money, six, seven, eight percent withdrawal rates and pay significantly hundreds, often hundreds of thousands of dollars less in taxes. These are things that are not available Typically, for the $700 to $10 million families, because you get lumped into an average baby boomer, cookie cutter, scalable business model, unfortunately. So, attend one of these eight hour classes. If you'd like to register, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
0: And we'll be back. Plenty more straight ahead. You're listening to the Retirement Education Hour.
1: To find our latest white papers and webinars, go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org. And remember to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now back to the show.
0: Happy you've joined us for the Retirement Education Hour. I'm Megan Mozak here in the studio with financial instructors, Kurt Cassidy and Michael Mazarin, both with the Retirement Education Foundation. Have you registered yet for the foundation's courses? Well, these are master's-level-like courses on retirement planning, and they are held at major colleges and universities right in your community. In Michigan, you can attend at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, Novi or Troy campuses, or Oakland University, And in Missouri, you're welcome to attend at the University of Missouri or Columbia College. And, of course, the Retirement Education Foundation is a proud partner of Mizzou Athletics. We want you to get registered right now. Go to the website. These spots fill up quickly. Go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org. You can also call 800-240-8981. And this very program, if you want to listen again, maybe you want to share it with a friend, neighbor, your spouse, you're welcome to do that. Find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Search for the name of the bar show. It's Retirement Education Hour. And while you're there click subscribe. We're talking today about the important questions your advisor that you're working with for retirement, that they should be asking you. And if you're not hearing these questions, it could be a red flag. And we're going to talk about that here uh, and continue our conversation in just a moment. But Kirk, I did want to ask you this. You mentioned earlier in the show about a sample plan. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, a couple things. So, this is great because I'm glad you asked this question because we can sort of circle back and remember, we're trying to give you some insight on what type of questions an advisor who, is, who specializes in the retirement phase of your life, that distribution phase as opposed to the accumulation phase. So these are, and we've, we've, we established early. These are very two different types of specialties. No one really could do both. Cause if we could have, I would have done it my whole career, but I've chosen to commit my entire career to retirement planning. That's it. Helping people with between the ages of 50 and 104 years old, which was in our private practice, our whole, oldest client recently passed away. So one of the giveaways to whether or not, you have someone that is really qualified to help you and willing to do the work to provide you best outcomes. Cause being qualified is one thing. There's a ton of CFPs. There's CFPs is is hard to accomplish. It's a wonderful certification. It's a lot of great education. But what we have found is, you know, eight maybe nine out of 10 of CFPs aren't really applying those that practically in their practices. It's almost just like a, here's my credibility badge, so trust me, right? So what what we're trying to show you is people that are not just qualified to be able to provide retirement, true retirement planning, but those people who are actually implementing and providing advanced retirement planning. And so one of the things, that it's it's not a question they should be asking you. It's something they should be doing for you. And that is the first thing you should see when you meet with one of these people. And if it's your current advisor or someone you're interviewing is show me an example, a sample plan. What does a sample plan look like? I want to see an example of what you do to build a retirement plan for people in retirement to maximize income to minimize taxes to help me to retire earlier and probably most importantly provide me the freedom that isn't going to uh, that that prevents me from panicking every time there's a short-term market event or I don't like someone being elected show me that sample plan unfortunately most people will say when you retire We'll build you a plan. But everything you should be doing today, what you invest, everything should be driven on what do I need to give me what I want in retirement? And I can't know what I need to give me what I want in retirement without this map, this plan. And so this is why we... This, this is one of the core things we teach in the class is how do you build that retirement plan? What does a retirement plan look like? What's included in and what's the nuance behind that comprehensive plan? That's why it's eight hours and that's why it's a master's level course. Go to the charity's website if you want to see what you should all have in retirement and what you should be looking for when you're interviewing an advisor for retirement planning, it's a sample plan. It's a 30, 40 minute webinar where I just walked through a plan that took us, CFPs, wealth managers, CPAs, 50 plus hours to build. That's what you got to figure out. Is your advisor going to spend 50 hours building me a comprehensive, customized plan for me, mapping out every year of every account, every registration? mapping out taxes for 30 years. That's what a retirement plan is, Michael. No one, very few people are doing it. And then, They're doing eMoney, Money Guy Pro, which is a software that spits out a probability of success in 30 minutes it takes them to build that thing.
2: That video, by the way, is under the webinars tab of the website. But Kirk, to your point, those two answers that people get from their advisors drive me insane when they ask for a plan. The, the two most common answers are, we'll build a plan when you, when you retire, oh my gosh, how do you know when you're there or how do you know you're on the right track to get there without well, building a plan in. first? That that drives me insane. Or the second one, and this might be even more frustrating, is you're good. You're so overfunded. Look, on, on our dial, you're 114% uh, ready to, to to achieve your goals. So you're good. Don't worry about a plan. That doesn't mean anything. If you're 114 percent funded, if you're past the green zone, okay, great. That means you should be retiring even earlier than you wanted, spending even more than you than you wanted to do. But right now, you have no answers. What are we going to do? When are we going to do it? What are we going to pull tax income from this account or that account? In which tax brackets? Roth convert? Social Security? All these different questions you've Pension got to or lump ma- sum. you've got to map this stuff out. And so that's what and people think they have a plan. Yeah, nine times out of ten, when people tell in, in the class, they say, "Yeah, I have a plan." What they have is a portfolio. A portfolio is not a plan. A portfolio is a portfolio. Yeah. That is ten percent of what a plan of what compromises a plan. The investments are maybe ten, fifteen percent of That's the planning it. process. A portfolio is not a plan. Or they have, like, like what, what you mentioned, an e-money or a Money Guy Pro. They're, they're two very, very popular software programs in this industry that it takes an intern. 30 minutes or an hour to to dump in your numbers, your name, your net worth, your age, your goals. And the software runs a Monte Carlo back back test, a 10,000 back test Monte Carlo uh, stress test. And it spits out a probability of based on all your current data, based on your goals, you'll achieve this 68% of the time. Here's your dial success. You're in the green zone, the the yellow zone, or the red zone. And now they have a couple of some some bar charts, some pie charts, some line charts. Those are not plans. Those don't tell you when to pull income from which accounts at which times. Michael, so Michael, I need to
1: interrupt. Just, uh, we're running out of time. Go register for an upcoming eight-hour course. Go to retirementplanningedu.org. That's retirementplanningedu.org.
0: And we'll be right back.
1: Thanks for listening to the Retirement Education Hour. Be sure to follow or subscribe when listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And now back to the show.
0: Back in the studio with Kirk Cassidy and Michael Mazarin, their financial instructors with the Retirement Education Foundation. We sure are glad you've tuned in today. Want to make sure you're registered for the courses that are sponsored by the foundation held at major colleges and universities in the state of Missouri. You can attend at the University of Missouri or Columbia College. And if you're in Michigan today, hello to you. You can attend at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, both campuses, Novi and Troy, or Oakland. Go to the website right now, reserve your spot. They do fill up quickly. Retirement planning edu.org. Here's that web address again. It's retirement planning, edu.org. If you'd rather call to register, you can do that by dialing 800-240-8981. That's 800-240-8981. Back to our topic at hand today, and it's been a great one. The questions you should be hearing from your advisor. If you're working with an advisor right now, planning for your retirement, these are the questions they should be asking you. And Kirk, I'll kind of throw this out to you. If they are asking these questions, right, what should be the outcome? What's the benefit here?
1: Well, these questions are important because if they are qualified and truly providing advanced retirement plans, planning for people to maximize greatest efficiencies, to minimize taxes, maximize the income, uh, reduce or eliminate the chances of outliving their income, protecting from long-term care, protecting the surveying spouse. If they're doing, asking you the right questions, then they ought to be building a comprehensive, customized, individualized plan for you, which we've talked a lot about today, and we've given you many opportunities to go to the charity's website to see what we're talking, what a real retirement plan looks like, what takes professional CFPs, CFAs, 50 hours, uh, CPAs, 50 hours to design, that is what we're teaching in the classes. Now, Now, the reason these questions are so important and why the plan is critical right now that everyone has to have a plan. If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement or in retirement, everyone has to have everything mapped out. Because how do you know what you should be investing in? Look, no one should sell you any annuities. Do you know 95% of people who buy annuities lose to the insurance companies? I'm not bashing annuities. There's plenty of reasons to own annuities, but 95% of the people buying them, this is why they get such a bad rap is they are selling product to you without knowing when and how to use it because they're selling you investments. They're choosing investments for you. They're choosing when you're taking social security. If you should take your pension or lump sum without a plan, the plan tells us everything we need to know to determine, do I have what I need to give me what I want in retirement? That is the gold. Warren Buffett said it, you've gotta be insane to risk what you have for something you don't need. In other words, if you have what you need to give you what you want, that should drive all, the plan should drive every purchase, every investment, every decision, Every step of the way for a 30-year plan, every year mapped out, the plan drives the answer. There is no general answer. There's no, you should take Social Security X. There's no calculator to tell you when to take Social Security. There isn't. I know there's one that exists, but it it's garbage. It's not real. It doesn't help based upon your situation. There is no general rule you should take a pension or general rule you should take a lump sum. I know the rules exist, but they're not efficient, they're not for you. This is why they this is how you get stuck living on 3.5% withdrawal rates, working longer being scared throughout retirement, Michael. This is why, because no one is making decisions based upon a specific plan to produce best outcomes.
2: What else is frustrating is that without a plan, people just default these decisions, these really, really important decisions to things that they've seen or heard. read or heard about. So for example, heard retirement. Mentality. So people will say, well, I'm going to retire at 65. Okay, well, why did you pick 65? And they say, that's when Medicare kicks in. That's stupid. Okay. So, you, so that is a factor. It's one of maybe 50 factors of deciding when to retire, but you're going to base this huge, massive decision based on that one factor out of 50. Maybe you can afford to retire when you're 60, and 60 or 62, and you can afford the private insurance before Medicare, but you're going to work an extra five years to save that 15 grand a year. If you can afford it, what are we talking about? Or investments. They're going to get aggressive or conservative with their investments because the person they like won or lost the election. What does that mean for your plan? Or if you inherit money from someone, what does that mean for your plan? Everything comes back to the plan. Or if you're I- going to inherit money. Michael, how about this? I'm interrupting I am jumping on you because
1: I was just thinking about this. I mean, how many advisors out there saying, oh, I like the market right now, so we're going to get more aggressive. Or I don't like the market right now, so we're going to get defensive. What they like— And what the market is doing is irrelevant to your specific decisions on what you should be doing. Because everything you do should be based upon what do I need to produce the outcomes I want in retirement. It doesn't matter anyone's feelings or (laughs) trends or elections or market events. It's all irrelevant. Your specific plan dictates these decisions. The skill isn't in managing money. The skill is building and managing the plan. We'll tell you in the class, you don't market time your investments in retirement. That does nothing for you. You will lose that way. You will lose. If you want to do that, then you have to live on the 3.5% withdrawal rates. But if you build a plan that gives you the freedom to market time your income and make sure you have the right account set up So that no matter whatever the market conditions are, I have a count to pivot to that I can produce my income from. So I'm managing my income sources, not my investments. That produces positive outcomes in retirement. Michael, we're going to run out of time. So here's what I'm going to tell everyone. If you are currently with an advisor or trying to do this yourself, just do yourself a favor. Go to the charity's website and look at what a sample plan is should include and what it looks like. Now, if you don't have that, I'm telling you, you need to attend one of our eight-hour courses. They're taught over two evenings, four hours per evening, or one full Saturday. We're teaching them at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan, Michigan State, uh, Novi and Troy campuses, Oakland University, the University of Missouri, Columbia College. All you have to do is make a $29 donation to a charity. To register, go to retirementplanningedu.org or call
3: 800-240-8981. Retirement Education Foundation is a fiscally sponsored program of United Charitable, a registered 501c3 public charity. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any insurance discussed in this show is backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Retirement Education Foundation is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Retirement Education Foundation. This radio show is paid for by the Retirement Education Foundation.